Welcome back to the What About Podcast. Okay, that was horrible. My name is Gabby, your online sommelier, and today we are covering what is Pet Nat, Petillon Naturel, what it is, and everything about it. So listen and learn, grab a glass of wine, and just chill out for a little bit. All right, let's get straight into it. So what is Pet Nat? Well, Pet Nat stands for Petillon Naturel, and Petillon in French actually means naturally sparkling. Petnat is a modern twist on the method ancestral sparkling method, um, which is a technique that actually predates champagne by hundreds and hundreds of years. So Petnat is a fun and fresh, lightly sparkling wine that is low in alcohol. It's an easy drinking style, something without any pretentiousness, and that isn't meant to be taken too seriously. The term Petnat is referencing a winemaking technique and it can be made using any great variety, and it can be made in any wine region across the world. Pertnat started off really as an artisan product, a way smaller producers could offer a sparkling wine that was relatively quick and low cost to make compared to using the traditional champagne method. As it's become increasingly popular, even the bigger companies have started to release pet nats. I mean, you know something's going mainstream when you walk into Dan Murphy's, which is like the largest wine chain we have here in Australia, and they've even got a pet nat section. And you know, those pet nats are made pretty commercially. Um, but anyway, that's a different story for a different day. Let's go back into the pet nat talk. So unlike the more popular style of sparkling champagne, method ancestral wines undergo a single fermentation. Champagne, it goes through two. When making method ancestral wines, the winemaker will bottle and cap the wine before it stops fermenting. The remaining sugar will convert into carbon dioxide by yeast and that creates pressure inside the bottle, giving you the bubbles, the effervescence. Now, there are actually a few AOCs, so the official appellations with all those strict, strict laws throughout France making this style of wine. So this style of wine has been made since the early 1500s and it originates in southern France's Limoux region. That's L-I-M-O-U-S. And the monks here at the Benedict Abbey of St. Hilaire in St. Hilaire realized one day that one of the bottles of sealed wine had formed bubbles. The cold winter temperatures had most likely halted the fermentation. This was unknown, though, to the monks at the time, so they just proceeded to bottle the wine, thinking the fermentation was over. Little did they know that the yeast was just simply dormant. They were sleeping. They were frozen. But when the weather warmed up in spring, the yeast woke up, yawned and stretched, and continued on converting the remaining sugar into alcohol. As the bottle is capped, the carbon dioxide had nowhere to go, so it formed the bubbles within the bottle. Petnat is made in the same way, but they are controlling the fermentation temperature rather than relying on nature to cool. Um, the ferment and halt the geese. We've got to modernize something just a little bit. After the fermentation is done, there's always a little bit of a debate whether to disgorge or not. The oldest and original appellation for method ancestral wines do not disgorge, so they don't remove the sediment. Um, so they are cloudy wines, some do, and it's sorry guys, it's not so black and white. I know really famous Loire Valley wine producers who are making pet nats. They are disgorging because they want it to be less cloudy, a bit more stable. But I feel like half of the Australian pet nats aren't disgorged. The first official method ancestral appellation was given status in 1938. 
How long ago was that, guys? Like, okay, 2022, it's almost 100 years ago that they gave it an appellation. And it is Blanket de Lemoux Method Ancestral. And they make this wine using the native white variety Muzak. And it produces slightly sweeter, lower alcohol sparkling wines than their Cremant de Lemoux. And they can be cloudy in appearance because they're not disgorging. There's also another uh, method ancestral AOC called Bougie Sedan. I love Bougie Sedan. Love, 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 love. And it was given status um, quite recently in 2009. And it's located in the southern Jura Mountains and makes method ancestral sparkling wine using red varieties. And I much prefer um, red pet nuts to, to white pet nuts. Just going to put that out there. Um, and they're using Gamay and Poussard. These wines are slightly sweet and they do disgorge in Bougie Sedan. There's another one um, and it's called Claret de D. Um, and that is a Method Ancestral Appellation. And this one is located in the Rhone Valley. And they're using the white varieties Musket, Appetit Grands Blanc and Claret. And the wines here are also disgorged. Petnat is really closely linked to the natural wine movement, but it's important to remember that not all Petnats these days are natural, something the average consumer probably isn't aware of, I'm assuming. Um, the Petnat movement started in France's Loire Valley, a region also well known for their natural wines. Loire Valley winemaker, the late Christian Chassaud, reclaimed this style in the 1990s, ultimately kickstarting a revival and giving its modern name of Petnat. Unlike Method Ancestral Wines, Petnats are not made in regulated appellations with strict laws governing things like what grapes can be used. Natural winemakers in the Loire wanted to make a sparkling wine in the most natural way possible and were inspired by the ancestral method. It was the closest technique linked to their ideologies of winemaking. The process follows the ideas of natural winemaking there's no added sugar, no added yeast, as opposed to traditional champagne method where you're adding both yeast and sugar to the wine. Petnat is made following the method ancestral. Some choose not to disgorge, which can actually lead to exploding bottles. I've had a few Petnat blow-ups in my house before, and let me tell you, it is not fun cleaning rosé Petnat off a couch and a carpet. The more residual sugar left in the wine at bottling means the more bubbles, which means more pressure in the bottle, meaning a higher chance of explosion, especially if they get their maths wrong. As the Petnat style has become more and more mainstream, especially over these past five or so years, we are seeing winemakers disgorging, which is removing the sediment. And um, that helps to prevent those really gushy, gushy bottles. But many Petnat winemakers will skip that step as they believe it is more of a natural process to leave the wine undisturbed. It also helps them get their wine to market faster and cuts out the labour costs and time-consuming job of disgorging. I feel like majority of the job when making Petnat is the disgorging because you're disgorging every single hand, um, bottle by hand. And how to enjoy these wines? Do not sell a Petnats. Petnats are made to be consumed young. Enjoy them whilst they are, you know, vibrant, fruit forward. It's important to chill these bottles well and make sure they're standing upright. This will help keep all the sediment at the bottom of the bottle. So when you do pour glasses, it's not a cloudy, chunky mess. These wines aren't going to be as bubbly as, say, traditional method champagne wines. 
you might be used to. And in a bottle of champagne, there is roughly like five to six atmospheres of pressure. That's equivalent to the air pressure of a bus tire. So there's a lot of pressure in there. That's why they've got that thick cork and then the wire cage. Pet nuts, on the other hand, have far less pressure inside the bottle, on average two to three bars, and is often sealed with a crown cap, like a beer bottle, and they have a much calmer fizz to them. Now, there is no way to generalize this style of wine as they're able to use any grape variety possible, but they should be fresh and fruit-forward tasting. Sometimes pet nats made using white wine varieties can display a slight cideriness, which I'm not a big fan of. That is why I typically go for pet nats made using red varieties, as I love those bright red crunchy fruit aromas that they display. Soon I'm going to be posting a video um, where I taste several different pet nats, So just be sure to kind of watch me on Instagram and I'll let you know when I do post that and you'll be able to learn more about the flavor profile. Um, When it comes to trying this style, I think asking for recommendations is important. So please don't be scared to ask the sommelier at the wine bar or restaurant or when you walk into the wine store, just ask them if they've tasted it and if they could point you in the right direction. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Lots and lots of love. Bye. Go get a pet nap. See ya.